Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. There's somebody here I don't like. They're cloaking from me. Turns out somebody is remote viewing us from the military from Antarctica from fucking 1942. What? Yes. What? So so you're telling me somebody is remote viewing you in that moment in 3D from Antarctica from 1942. In 2021. Shut up! This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door curl up to grab it and then disappear when he came over to me dude he slithered over to me and this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen and he starts running and firing at this giant but the giant moves got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg and I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it and they're literally i'm getting pulled off the bed i reached my hand into this bush and i touch air couldn't breathe and i couldn't move because i know i'm seeing a monster Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Thank you very much for being here, tuning in to another members episode. We have a great conversation moving forward for the next two hours of your life, I have your attention. That's right. This is a conversation I had for quite some time. This conversation with Brian and Ellie, it kind of has a lot of parts to a story a subject matter that I'm investigating. And I told you guys a million times at this point that we are going to be relaunching a new podcast solely focused on a new story phenomenon that we have been uncovering. And this interview, I did think about holding back 
to use for this brand new podcast I'm starting because there are some serious elements to what these two people are going to share tonight that have a lot to do with this whole new phenomenon. It's not identical and it's not exact, but it is relatable. And I thought about holding it back, but I thought, you know what? Let me put this out there because I really enjoyed this conversation with Brian and Ellie. Now, listen, Brian has had a remarkable life. He starts us off with his experience of seeing a Bigfoot as a kid. He describes what he saw and how people around him reacted to what he said he saw. And then he talks about the life struggles that he went through as he got older until he met Jesus face to face, which was a very interdimensional type of experience and very unique, actually. But then we move into his other experiences post the running into Jesus, if that's what you want to call it, running into is more like being summoned by Jesus. But his experiences moving forward in life from that point, he started having orb experiences, UFO experiences, and then him and Ellie started dabbling with spirit boards, which I know a lot of people wouldn't recommend, but they do dabble with spirit boards. They seem to have a very new age perspective when they look at their spiritual lives. That's my words. That's not their words. They we And quite honestly, we didn't even talk about new ageism or their theological perspectives. I was more focused on gathering their story because they have so much. We only touched about half of their experiences today. Definitely going to bring them back on because I actually want to pick their brain more about this idea of being remote viewed from past times on other locations of this earth in today's time. I know that sounds really confusing. It was confusing to hear as well in the moment, but I really do think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation with Brian and Ellie. And before we get to the conversation, I just want to let everybody know that Brian is a little more vulgar on this episode than you're traditionally used to hearing on the confessionals. And I know a lot of people listen with their kids. So whenever I have somebody on that maybe just has a little bit more vulgarity than normal, I just want to give you a heads up in case you want to turn it off and listen later when the kids aren't around. But with that said, let's get to this fascinating conversation right now. All right. Today we got Brian and Ellie on the show. How are you? We're good. Hey, Tony. Ellie, that was great. You did a really good job. There. <laughs> I'm Brian. <laughs> oh, man. No, it was very good fluctuation and, and really boom, you know, the vocals there. Uh, so, guys, you guys have uh, some great stories that we're going to be talking about. And uh, anything from Bigfoot to start out to seeing Jesus face to face. I'm interested in seeing how all this unfolds after that event. Uh, fairies, all that stuff. I'm I'm excited to hear hear how this all goes and stuff. Um, now, Brian, I guess we'll start with you. Uh, in your childhood, you had seen that Bigfoot, and you said it was real brief. So we're gonna start off there, and then we're gonna get into some of this other stuff that uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to talk about. All right. Uh, when I was a little kid, we went to Minnesota. My parents took us there every year fishing trip. At the end of May, we'd go to Pikehole Resort. It's it's by Bemidji, Minnesota. There's Cass Lake and Pikehole Resort is the re- a little restaurant. It's in the woods. I went there every single year when I was seven years old. 
I walk up from the cabins, up a gravel road, across the highway. This is in the middle of nowhere, too. I mean, we're in woods, but I would always hear the people in there and they would stop talk. I mean, they knew it was out there because I've talked to them now that I'm older. My brother just went there last year. So I get a candy bar. I'm like seven years old. I'm walking and I didn't know Bigfoot at this time. Didn't know what it was. So I'm walking back to the cabin and I see a hairy man, kind of gray face. He looked like an aborigine from Australia. And I could see his nostrils like they were up pointed towards me. I see his head stick out from a behind a tree and I stopped in a, I was walking and I stopped with, you know, my left foot forward and I look at it. I had a Snickers in one hand and I didn't know what to, all I, I thought it was another guy there fishing at the resort. I just raised my hand. I wave at it and it looks back up the road towards our cabin, looks back at me he just raises, he didn't wave, but he just raised his hand like I did, and he went behind the tree. So I took off running, and I look, and this thing's walking back into the woods, and it was huge, hair all over its back. So I run into the cabin, and I told my mom and dad, I just saw a man in a fur coat. And I remember the way my dad looked at my mom. That is imprinted in my brain. He looked at her like, what? I mean, and she goes, are you sure you didn't see a bear? Because there are black bears around here. I said, no, this thing was walking on two feet. Why would he have a fur coat on? It was like 65 degrees out. And I always remember that. Later on, we kept going there. We kept going there. Finally got the owners of the resort to tell us they have Bigfoot activity out there. They acknowledged it. Oh, Absolutely. So the sons, the sons own Pico Resort now, Kevin, Tom, and Todd. So Tommy, when we were there, when we were 18, he took us out mudding and we got stuck like two miles out in the woods and we had to walk all the way back to the resort. And I said, man, are you sure we're not going to get like killed out here walking back? He was, I was like, there's bears out here. He goes, you don't have to worry about the bears. I said, you don't want. What are you going to be worried? He goes, I'm not telling you. I said, what? You, there's, what's out here? And he goes, what do you think's out here? I said, is there Bigfoot out here? He said, yep. I didn't think you'd believe me. I said, absolutely. I saw one when I was a little kid up here. He said, they're here. And that's the last, last time I've been up there when I was 18. So this happened in Indiana, right? No, Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota. Pico Resort is gotcha. the... At Cass Lake in Minnesota. Wow. And and, and how far was that uh, from like a, a major city as far as like Minneapolis? See, back in the 80s, there's an Indian casino. It's probably 25, 30 minutes away. The town of Bemidji is about 30 minutes away from this place. 30, 45 minutes. I mean, it, back in the 80s, there was nothing there. I mean, we were in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. I mean. Like dirt roads. That's. Literally dirt roads. What was that town called? Bemidji. And that was the closest town. Enough said. That was the closest. <laughs> That's enough said. <laughs> it's like it's like what's it? 
What's the closest city? Benigi. Uh, what? <laughs> What's the population <laughs> of that? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it's probably like- my my grandfather took my parents there when they were eighteen. Like my grandpa, when he's forty years old, is up in the resort photographs because I keep him up there. So, like, my family have been going there for years to this Pico Resort. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, and is this something that your parents came to grasp with that the fact that you saw this, or did they not really ever really come to believing you? No, they they didn't know what to think, but. As I grew older and all the shit that I'm into, UFOs and aliens and always believing it, I used to catch hell. I've got three brothers. All of them gave me hell because that's all I talked about. That's all I watched. (laughs) Until my father finally saw a UFO. And this was just, he just died this year, but this probably four or five years ago, he was like, I saw a UFO tonight. He said, I will never make fun of you again ever and that switched him because he saw it with his own eyes wow so he never gave me shit ever again so let me ask you this then uh you said your brothers were making fun of you oh god yeah Mm -hmm. what what do they say about ufos now with it being so mainstream one brother was 100 percent skeptic like he did not believe anything after my story and he knows how bad of an alcoholic i was he knows something divine happened to me because of how i switched my life and so he kind of got interested and now dude he believes in spirits he believes in the spirit board he believes you yeah he has totally switched 180 and she was there for the whole thing watching him switch that's cool that's cool so he, he's uh, he's on your team now. Oh God, yeah, he calls every weekend. This shit's happening. What? Are, well, you know, how do I get answers? <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. All right. So, uh, you this is this is where we're bringing. You emailed us about this, and I was like, "This is this is interesting." Um, and I I don't know if because you start off the email saying that you that you saw Jesus face to face. Uh, and then you went into other things. Actually, I think in the email you said it all kind of followed after that experience. Uh, and so I'm, I'm interested to hear your story, how it unfolds. Um, and feel free to, uh, uh, Ellie, if you if there's something that you need to say or if it involves you in some way, feel free to chime in. But um, start start us off with uh, seeing Jesus. Like, how did this whole thing unfold for you? I mean, was it during like a like a you know you were drunk kind of passed out situation or was it after that how, how did this all happen for you here we go tony so i i was a major major alcoholic first i was addicted to pain pills i had knee surgeries on both of my knees i got i was getting 330 milligram morphine pills a month i mean and i'd run out of them in 2 weeks like, that's a ton. That's 10 a day. What I was supposed to be taking, hell, I was probably taking 30 a day. Wow. So then I'd run out. I'd go through pain pill withdrawal. So I'd drink alcohol because it makes the withdrawals not as bad. Then I realized, hell, I can just buy alcohol every day. Next thing you know, I'm a full-blown alcoholic. I can't hold a job. I can't work. I, 
it was so bad. I ended up in the ICU at 0.58. And the doctor's looking at me. They don't even know how I'm alive. Another time I OD'd on a fifth of vodka and fentanyl. I was dead for two minutes. They brought me back to life. It was bad. I mean, I was homeless. I didn't own a car. I didn't own anything but clothes. I mean, if I wasn't drinking, I would sleep in my parents' basement. Of course, I'd always end up drinking. So after the .58, and I... And sitting in that ICU, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how, you know, I literally one more drink, I could have died. And I had a full fifth, and I felt down a flight of stairs. If I'd made it down there, I definitely would have been dead because I had a full fifth ready to go. I was going to go drink. But so my mother told me, and I didn't grow up religious, I didn't grow up going to church. I mean, I believed in Jesus, but. I don't, I don't know shit about the Bible. Nothing. So my mom says, Brian, you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart, son, because you're going to die. And, and I was. I mean, it, I was straight on the road to death. So I thought about it. I had already been to rehab twice. Didn't work. I always end up drinking. I finally made a decision. And I said, you know what? I've tried everything else. So I prayed for three days. So I quit drinking. So I was going through withdrawals, puking, couldn't eat for three days. Then I decided, hey, I made it three days. So I prayed for three days straight. And I mean, every five seconds, every minute during commercials of a TV show, So I made it three days. This is six days now. I'm eating solid food. I don't know if you know anything about alcohol withdrawal, but anyway, the DTs are over when you're eating solid food. And so I, this was no hallucination. This I'm praying for three days straight. Okay. I'm going to back up to 2007. There's a girl that we went to high school with. Her name was Dandy. And we were really good friends in high school. Well, in 2003, her and I kind of hung out for a couple weeks. Ended up, her and her one-year-old baby got killed in a head-on collision in 2009. So, okay, the third day I'm praying, I wake up in my parents' basement. I'm laying on the bed. I open my eyes. And Dandy is sitting next to my bed. She's all white, but she's smiling at me, sitting on her knees, has her hand on my bed. I can see through her because I see the VCR there. The cable box says 10, 16 a.m. So I'm looking at her and I'm like, what the fuck? So I close my eyes and I open them back up. She's gone. So this is the third day of me praying six days being sober. I go upstairs. I said, Mom, I just saw Dandy in my basement. And she's like, that's weird. I was sitting here last night at 3 a.m. And I saw somebody walk down the hallway and I turned around to say goodnight to you and there was nobody there. I thought it was you. So we both kind of laughed about that. But so I prayed that whole day. I didn't drink. So I'm like, wow. All right. Six days sober. Here we go. (laughs) Anyway, that night I lay down. 
I look at the alarm clock. It says 3.16 a.m. I said the last prayer for Jesus, please come into my heart. I can't do this. I'm going to die if I don't get help. So I roll over on my right shoulder. And I hear Dandy's voice, who was just in that bedroom all white that morning. I hear her say, Brian. Brian, and I opened my eyes and I look out the bedroom door into the basement and I said these words out loud. I said, Dandy, I hear you. Right when I said you, Tony, I'm not in my fucking room no more. I'm laying on a piece of concrete. It's all black circle around me, but it's lit up. So to the right of me, there's four concrete steps and a long concrete walkway, and right down here at my feet to the right and the bottom of the stairs, there's a concrete knee wall. And I'm going, I look around, I'm like, where in the hell? I was just in my bedroom. Where am I? I look up, and at the end of that runway, there stands Dandy and another lady behind her. She's got long black hair. She's got like say 30 AD clothes like a white cloth dress on with a with a belt she don't know me and I don't know her because they start Dandy smiles and she always waved like this she's smiling way down there and she's waving they start walking towards me and that lady goes hey is that him and Dandy turns and looks at her and shakes said yep that's him as they're walking towards me, that lady with long black hair goes, remember, you cannot talk to him. And Dandy looked at her and was like, I know, I'm not. So I sit up on this concrete thing and they walk down the steps. I remember what Dandy was wearing. I mean, she was a beautiful girl. Absolutely beautiful. She had a, a shiny dress on with like little shells and they were all rainbow colored. So they walk and she walks by me smiling real big. She had the biggest smile. They go to the knee wall. Dandy sits on her knees, just like she did that morning in my bedroom. That other lady walks around her, sits on her knees, and I know she can't talk to me. I lean up and I mouth the words. I didn't say it out loud, but I went, what's going on? And she's just smiling at me. And I'm like, where are we? She's just smiling and she points her head like where they walked from. So I look up there and here he is walking towards me. He's got a Roman. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.